Hello, and welcome to a subscription box light episode on the Comic Book Page podcast. My name is John Mayo. In this episode, I will be opening up a subscription box and discussing the contents. In this subscription box light, we are talking about a completely different type of box. Uh, this is the Comic-Con box from Wizard World. Mm-hmm. I am joined by my sister, Kay Callum. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Now, normally, I think what we're going to wind up doing is pretty much one subscription box light a month that has all the boxes. But as we're starting to get some new types of boxes, these may, at least we're going to start out with this, depending how long it takes. We may do another box or it may be its own episode. We'll figure that out. Wizard had decided to get into the game uh, after seeing the success of Loot Crate and some of the other stuff. And their idea is basically it's Comic-Con, a Comic-Con in a box. Now, this goes towards the San Diego Comic-Con, which is what had been known as Comic-Con. Just that was it up until a couple of years ago when Wizard renamed Wizard World to Comic-Cons, No Dash, etc. Really, San Diego didn't protect their their... Well, in San Diego is Comic-Con International with the dash. But it used to be San Diego Comic-Con. True. And the San Diego, uh, it's just, if you went to Comic-Con, it was San Diego. Yeah. So they lost that kind of iconicness, and this just kind of furthers that. Yeah. Um, but also the San Diego stuff, they're not the kind of organization that would be doing this sort of thing, nor do I think they should be. Yeah. Whereas Wizard, having done the magazine in past years, the Wizard World stuff, doing a series of regional conventions or city conventions. Yeah. Uh, it, it's an interesting idea. Yeah. I like the comment from one person who was tempted to subscribe, but they wanted to know how Norman Reedus was going to fit in their box. Yeah. Yeah. I- I'm expecting to open this up, look down, see lots of little booths. Yeah. The same. You know, Lego size type convention. There you go. Um. This box is, and once again, I still have this clear plastic ruler, which is just bad planning. About 11 and a half inches, thereabouts, by... Mm, almost four inches deep. Yeah, about four inches yeah, deep. Yeah, about four inches deep, and then about eight and a half inches... Uh, Wide, so yeah, big enough box. for a comic book. Oh, absolutely. Actually, I would say it's big enough for a magazine. Interesting. Okay. Um... Now, we should note that Wizard World, we don't know how many they planned to do for this first month, but they sold out of however many they made. Yes, they did. Now, their subscription um, setup is you could order just the one or order them in batches of three and you get some benefit for doing it. I forget what it was. I'd originally just done the one, realized you get the benefit for the three, so it's like, what the heck, do the three, and then you renew on the quarterly basis. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, depending how these boxes are, may or may not renew. Just like with Loot Crate, uh, which were two boxes out of 12 for the year-long subscription into, that one so far both have been hits. Mm -hmm. And then we've also, I've also signed up for the uh, Marvel Collector Core, which is the other box we'll we'll talk about at uh, some point soon. What else do we want to talk about before we actually open up the box and dive in? I, I think I'm ready to open it up. I've been curious. I mean, I think the box on the outside just screams, you want to open me. I am full of interesting, colorful stuff. I'm expecting this to be a lot more comic cent- comic culture centric mm, okay. than Loot Crate. Expecting a t-shirt. Um, I think this is one of those big enough for one of those pop vinyl things. Mm, yeah. I'm expecting this to have a better hit ratio than Loot Crate might over the course of a year. I'm hoping so. All right, um, pull my mic for a sec. 
Yeah. If I had been thinking, I would have looked up how much you paid going back to the, are you getting the $40 value they project, but also are you getting your actual money's worth? I was thinking this wound up being about $107 for a three-month For thing. three months, including shipping? Okay. I think. Any that don't include shipping, that just seems a little odd to me. Mm. And of course, we don't have... I just undid the tape and stuff. We we, we unbox these live in, on a recorded mm-hmm. podcast. All right. Live on a tape delay. So, we've got a welcome message on the inside of the lid. Welcome to the official uh, Wizard World Comic Con box. Um, all right. And this is the first ever that they've done of this. So it starts with a postcard saying, thank you. Uh, order a three month subscription, receive an exclusive Marvel comic, limited edition black and white secret wars variant, which is, I think what got me to go ahead and it's like, what the heck? I, I want more than the one. So, and this has at the top, some of the featured items, which is interesting. Uh, normally they put that sort of thing in the loot crate at the bottom, which I think is the smart move. We'll come back to this postcard then just to make sure we got everything. Um, we've got a postcard for Funko Pop at Toy Wiz, the vinyl stuff, with images of a Batman, uh, Arrow, and Flash, kind of the TV version Arrow and Flash, sort of. That's what I was thinking. Uh, and it's a coupon for $10 off your purchase of 20 or more at toywiz.com. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, that's one of those that I'm sure they perceive value, but I certainly don't perceive $10 value. It's only value if I buy stuff. Yeah. So, not a big deal, but... Uh, but it's the kind of stuff that people might buy at one of the Wizard World conventions. Well, and these pop vinyl things are really popular, mm-hmm. uh, pardon the pun. Yeah. And again, having the, the hero-centric ones is what they're advertising makes sense there. So, good way for them to, to reach out. And I got a free two-week trial on Con TV. Um, Which is how you watched the Stephen Amell panel from Wizard World... Uh, Philadelphia, I believe. Yes. Now, watching that, I had some, some, uh, I thought it was good. It was fun to see the convention quasi live. I say quasi because there were some buffering issues at the beginning. Um, there was also a chat thing on the side, which is mm. mm-hmm. interesting, but I was, uh, a little behind on Arrow at the time. Mm. So there were a couple of things that were spoilers. Okay. I get it. But the audio, yeah. it's like they were recording in the room, but not patched into the mics. Yeah, and depending on the location of a convention, some may not offer that direct patch-in opportunity. Yeah. Now, one of the things I'm interested in with Con TV is I've been following Jason David Frank's My Morphing Life a series of videos on Bat and the Sun's YouTube channel, mm, mm-hmm. but it's moving over to Con TV. Interesting. So getting a two-week free trial is interesting. Uh, I'll probably check that out at some point, probably after... Uh, Comic-Con this year. Probably. Just yeah. when life's I'd have gonna, time, yeah. Life's going to be very busy between now and then. It would be uh, smart if ConTV had put what their regular rate was. Yeah. Because uh, it's like, do I want to try something, risk liking it, and then it's, well, that's too expensive. Yeah. But this is, again, ConTV is something that is a Wizard World thing. <coughs> well, and the, I'm trying to remember, but as I recall, ConTV is free with advertising and with ads showing... And then um, the paid version, you don't have ads of some sort. Interesting. But that's just my recollection from reading about it two more or more weeks ago. Well, and it's a good way for them to extend their brand and kind of get that convention experience mm-hmm. out to a wider crowd. Yeah. All right. Let's go with one or two of these other things. This is a AMC Walking Dead vinyl figure. It's a mystery mini. 
of which it could be one of... uh, About a dozen. Yeah, over a dozen. Yeah, possibly uh, 16 Mm -hmm. different things. I don't really know that we need to open that up. I'm not that much of a Walking Dead fan that I need a zombie-looking thing staring back at me. I was going to say, every one of them is bloody or injured, so I think that would be probably a find a friend who's into Walking Dead item. Well, and it's one of those things that it's it's a good thing to put in this kind of a box because yeah. again, it's it's very popular with the Comic Con culture. Exactly. Well, it's it's a legitimate comic book property. We got a T-shirt here that is a yeah. Grab the other corner. The Running Dead, and it's a uh, riff on uh, I guess. Uh, well, it's the Walking Dead racing uh, like in a marathon. Yeah, to a the, the line. sheriff. Uh, 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 um, Blanking on the guy's first name, Grimes, uh, chasing a uh, a zombie like they're like you said, like they're in a marathon. And it's a Comic Con box exclusive. The logo's down at the bottom. Yeah, so kind of a uh, not a spoof shirt, but kinda. Yeah, and it's just on the front. And it is a double uh, XL, like I, I I need. I'm a small, lean, svelte sort of a guy. But there was one of the boxes we looked at uh, online that didn't have shirt sizes. That was uh. Z-Box. Z-Box. I don't recall being asked about shirt size. Yeah, we're we're getting one of those, you said? One of those. Okay. Pardon all of the noise I make as I straighten up the uh, Kinect's Plants vs. Zombies uh, figure in a bag. Again, don't really play that. Not really into the zombie stuff. So far, it's very heavy on zombie stuff this time. It is. It is. Um, So I can see some people finding that uh, cooler than I do. Again, not bad, but so far... Nothing's making me think, oh, wow, this was really cool. It's not bad. It's just not to my taste. Yeah, yeah. So that's part of why I wanted to give some of these things more than just a one-box sample. Yeah, agreed. Um, Next up, we have a Hello Kitty mummy vinyl figure. Uh, there are Hello Kitties everywhere. I, the, the mummy one is just funny. Apparently, they have a Frankenstein and a zombie one. Now, presumably, other people got other stuff. Uh, so in par- some parallel world, I am talking about, wow, we got a zombie Hello Kitty. <laughs> uh, but this is a fairly large figure. The box, if I can fish out my ruler from under this pile of stuff, is... Um, about six or seven inches. Six and a half inches by four inches by, say, three inches. Yeah. Three and a half. Three and a half. So a uh, fairly, fairly sizable figure. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, that goes towards, they have a fairly big box here to... Yeah. To put stuff in, and it was it was full. Set that down. See what else we got. We have a Danger Zombies Run pieces of wildly fruity gum <laughs> in uber tiny print. It actually has ingredients, which I was actually curious. Not that I'm going to try this. The I'm getting gum in a random subscription box thing. Yes, I'm gonna gonna eat this. That's no, no, not gonna happen. Gluten free problem. Even you without the gluten free, I was never that adventurous of an eater. But having at least the ingredients means it would have been on the list. Should I decide that something that says danger, <laughs> I should eat? Yeah, <laughs> no, that belongs on the desk of one of your coworkers. And we have a the zombies z u m b i e s uh, the walking thread, which is in an uh, unbalanced Leilani. I, I don't know what exactly this is. Seems to be a keychain. One again of a dozen possible uh, figures. Now, I don't recall this box having... I don't recall a theme for a this theme. box. Exactly. That's what I was just thinking. But 
I'm I'm sensing a very strong zombie theme. Yeah. Yeah. Double checking the postcards. It doesn't say anything. But again, very strong zombie thing. theme. Theme. Mm. We actually have a uh, full-blown DVD starring Felicia Day. It is a uh, Dragon Age Redemption from um, Flatiron Films hmm. based on the video game franchise. 40 minutes of bonus uh, footage written and starring Felicia Day. Six-part series based on Bioware's Dragon Age video game franchise written by yeah, Felicia Day. I'm curious who did some of the writing on the game. Uh, Bioware is a company here in town. Yeah. Um, We both know somebody who works there. Yeah. This is a 90-minute video. Uh, the images actually don't look too bad in terms of special effects. I mean, mm. to me, this this is a, a reeks of a, a low budgety, not you know, feature film. I mean, obviously, kind of a thing, but um, the sort of thing you might see on like the Sci-Fi Channel or something. It might have even aired on there. Uh, it's a web series, so maybe not. But at some point, we may check this out and uh, and do an episode on it. Yeah, it's uh, well behind a few other video things uh we would be watching i think but but again it's the kind of thing you would see for sale at a booth at a comic-con so it's perfectly fitting with what the comic-con box says it is well given that it's a 2011 electronic arts copyright i'm trying to think if we have seen it at conventions it doesn't ring any bells not for me but again but- it's the sort of thing you could certainly um at like the right table at a, yeah. a convention or whatever. Uh, we've been to, since 2011, including 2011, four San Diego Comic-Cons, three Austin Wizard Worlds, San Antonio Wizard World, uh, Toronto, C2E2 twice. Uh, I mean, we've been to a fair number of conventions. Mm-hmm. So in, it, it's not the sort of thing I would have looked for or even, really even would have registered if I'd seen it. Yeah. And that's part of the advantage of these boxes is you get exposed to stuff that, again, it's not that you've never seen it, but that you've never necessarily noticed it or, you know, enough to acquire it. All right. Now we've got stuff at the bottom in the difficult to get out section. There we go. It's flat. We have here is... Looks like a piece of art. Very attractive. Yeah. It looks like a kind of a lithograph kind of a thing. Can't tell quite what that's for. Actually, that may be... It's a Comic-Con box exclusive. Based on the logo on it, yeah, and it's the one at the bottom of the postcard. Can I has White Walkers. Uh, it's, I think, by uh, Rob Pryor, I think, is the artist. Read that. You've, I don't have my glasses on. And on the other- Walker Kitty. Okay. So, piece of original art. Oh, I see the kitty now. It kind of blended yeah. in. Yeah. Well, and that was one of the things that I was liking about it, is it looks, and, you know, they- uh, Refer to him as one of the premier photorealistic airbrush artists in the world. And I'll give him the photorealistic credit as well. But it looks like a, a shapeshifter for a animal, a person who can be either an animal or a human, but he's holding a kitty. So there's this, almost like a snowman, a abominable snowman sort of a thing, maybe. Yeah, or a um, a werewolf or something in that kind of mid shift, though, between the human and the werewolf. And uh, holding the kitty to show the difference. Now, the other thing that's in there is the all-new Marvel Now Wolverine number 1 variant edition. This is the Sacramento Comic-Con exclusive, uh, cover by Greg Horn uh, of Wolverine there. This would have been... I don't see a date as to when this... which Wolverine number 1 this was. Um, 
Yeah, they say a very limited supply created with two different possible variations, a black and white sketch or a full color. Interesting. So I got the the full color. What this tells me is part of what motivated them and part of why they sold out, I think, is they often do these uh, variant covers for specific ones. Now, it used to be, well, the only way you could have gotten it would, in this case, to have been to go on to the Sacramento Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, here, as is promised by the box, it's coming to us. Yeah. So I think it's an interesting idea. Um, this, again, very much had a, uh, a zombie theme to it. I don't know that there was anything in this box that's it. And again, it's quite a bit of stuff that I would have explicitly shelled out money for the specific item. The Wolverine comic book, perhaps? Uh, I've got the comic book. I wouldn't have done it for the variant cover. And that's okay. what they're pushing. Yeah. Here. Okay. So, technically, yes, I paid money for a version of one of these items, but the plain Jane version. Yeah. Uh, again, a lot of this um, zombie-themed, yeah. not not my taste. Uh, really, Walking Dead's about the only zombie thing I've ever read. Dragon Age Redemption, I it's more, again, the D&D mm-hmm. sort of a thing. Again, nothing against it, just, again, not where my tastes lie. No, but I'm... You know, now that I've seen it, I am curious about it. And it's something that at some point when I want some light entertainment to throw in the DVD player, I'll be glad we have lying around. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We'll certainly watch it at some point. Yeah. So in that respect, it's not a miss. Yeah. But most of the stuff with zombies was more on the miss category than the hit category for me. Yeah. But for... Well, and it's funny, I was going to say, for the target audience, it's it's a good pick, but I consider myself very much the target audience for a Comic-Con box. Mm-hmm. I read damn near every, you know, thing mainstream from Marvel, DC, Valiant, uh, a fair amount of image, uh, a couple of things from Dark Horse, a lot of stuff from Boom, Dynamite, and most of the other publishers. So, I mean, with the number of comics I get, and... My interests outside of comics, television, movies, uh, stuff of that sort, particularly for their first box. Yeah. This this would have been a good uh, October box. Yes, definitely. For a, an initial one here in uh, in May, it seems like a little bit of an odd fit. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really play into either the uh, Age of Ultron film that came out. Or the end of the TV season, or you know what I mean? Nothing. Well, and where's the Walking Dead TV show at in its cycle? I've lost track of if it's just, for I instance. I think it's between seasons. See, and that's why I was wondering, because I haven't been hearing people talk about it just ending a season. Yeah. Which this, would have made this more Well, topical. and again, if I were them, I would do seasons starting around uh, October. Yeah. The whole Halloween theme, zombies, it just makes sense. Yeah. I think the timing on when the, these contents were released could have been better. Yeah. I think it was also very themed for something that didn't have an advertised theme. Yeah. And as such, since it was so focused, if you're not on board with that theme, you feel a little left out, which is, I don't want to say, it's more or less how I'm feeling, actually. Well, and that's why I'm looking forward to the next two boxes from them. Yeah. Is... You know, as much as this theme isn't our thing, there are so many things at the Wizard World conventions that are yeah, our themes and we're the target audience for that I'm very curious what their next two boxes will be. But they've also got that shorter one- runway with us because they've only yes. got the three boxes yes. versus doing a year-long subscription. Yeah. Well, and when I was looking at that Z-Box from over in England, which is one of the few I found from there that shipped to the U.S., 
The reason I decided to order the one for April and go ahead and have it shipped over is because it's their, quote, marvelous box, Mm because it's Marvel stuff. Their previous boxes, they had just done a retro one Mm -hmm. on uh, gaming, Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, that kind of stuff. And the one before that, the theme was undead. And having seen the contents of those and the fact that those were themes that I didn't feel we were the target audience for. Yeah, neither of us are serious gamers. Yeah. So when I saw the Marvelous one, I'm like, okay, that sounds like a theme that will hit with us. Yeah. I went for it and snatched it while I'm like, okay, this is the one to try. Well, and I think we're at about the point where between a year subscription to Loot Crate, the Marvel Collector Core, a three-month subscription on this, that one box, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say we're at our budget. Mm-hmm. I think we're multiple times beyond. I well, mean, yeah. Because this is a, a zero-budget podcast, but these are fun things to do. I mean, the odds of me continuing with most of the boxes kind of going forward, not that high, just because I don't know that the the, the nature of the, the knickknacks and stuff are things I need to be accumulating more so than I already do, particularly yeah. on a random basis. But it's fun to kind of sample these and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, again, the three-month runway they, they've got versus a, a year long, they're already at a, a best a 66% you know, rating if the other two boxes are, are 100% yeah. hits. Well, and I was very curious what they would put in, you know, because they did advertise it's, it sounded to me like a flavor of the Comic-Con, you know, and. Well, one of the things they should think about with the Comic-Con box, and they'd have to work on the rights to this, uh, but I'm sure they could swing it since they do the conventions. You've got ConTV, you're recording these things anyways. Toss a DVD or CD or something like that in the box. This was one of our most popular panels. Watch Stephen Amell or yeah. whomever. Yeah. Well, and if they have a DC-themed box, throw in some of their recent Arrow panels. If they have a Doctor Who-themed box, throw in some of their recent Doctor Who panels. Or that even kind of just thing. selected highlights. Here were the best clips from. Yeah. It would take a little editing work, but it really goes towards that convention feel. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And heck. Go ahead and toss in the program for some of the the, the conventions that are either mm-hmm. have just happened or whatever. This is what you missed by not going. Yeah. So they could use this to to tantalize people into going to some of the conventions. Yeah. If I had to decide based solely on the contents of this box, would I continue or not? Not. Yeah, um, that's my feeling. But again, part of it is it's zombie heavy. I'm not into zombies, and the th- my my thought is right now the odds of the other two having similar miss. Fairly low. Hopefully they're rotating stuff. But if it's very heavy in this direction and stuff moving forward, it would be, yeah, can't can't keep going with it. Yeah. I'm I'm hopeful that the theme the next two months is more in keeping with stuff we're into. Well, again, this one didn't have a theme. Yeah. If it had said going in, oh, it's zombie-centric or whatever, I would have gone in with different expectations. Definitely. And I think that's part of the problem is I was expecting something that was more general audience, more to yeah. my liking as a, uh, a serious comic book fan. Yeah. Anything else or? That does it. Cool. I am joined once again by my sister, Kay Kellum. We're about to open up another box. Uh, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Now, um, this is the Marvel Collector Core 
box. We heard about this at C2E2 from our friends, the Chans. And I have to say at the time, I thought they were teasing me when they said, well, you've heard that there's a basically a loot crate for people who like Marvel, haven't you? I thought, well, no way would do a crate just for Marvel stuff, would they? And then Marvel would. I know. I went Googling, and sure enough, there was one. And Well, if, if DC were to do one, I'd totally get that. Well, and you know, some of those um, hero boxes from superhero stuff are just the DC things. And, uh, you know, I'm not to take us off topic, but I keep looking at that website, trying to figure out exactly what they're doing at superhero stuff. And maybe one of the listeners n- understands it better. But they seem to simultaneously now have a monthly mystery box and a set of nine established boxes. That was one that we, when we saw it at C2E2 looked really cool. I liked the t-shirts by and large. Yeah. They had a couple of samples. Here's what was in a couple yeah. of different boxes. I just thought it like, what, $50? It was $50 per box with a guaranteed $70 value. But as I looked at the things, I was sitting there saying, okay, I don't need an aluminum mug every month. And not that it was specifically an aluminum mug, but it was something to drink out of every month. Yeah. To me, getting something where the hit ratio on the t-shirts is better than 50-50. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's something else I feel, wow, this is cool. I'm glad I got it. Yeah. You know, and that's where the Comic-Con in a box, the first one didn't go over well, mm-hmm. didn't care for the shirt. There wasn't really anything else I could say, wow, that was cool. The loot crates, the D&D shirt the one time, the second time. Not into D&D, but it's a cool looking shirt. It's a great looking shirt. And in fact, when I looked at the uh, Marvel Collector Corps website, as I recall, I saw a picture of a shirt on that one. And I thought that was pretty cool. And Marvel Collector Corps is the one that they send out the box every other month. Oh, okay. And Are you sure? Because I did a 12... I thought it was monthly. Well, it's a one-year subscription, a 12-month subscription. Oh, 12-month subscription, six boxes, do yeah. the year, get the bonus. The- and the Founders Club. Yeah, because I went for the 12-month the thing. So, okay, yes. so we'll be getting this every other month. Every other month. And then if you're part of the Founders Club, and I don't know how long people have to join that, at every one-year anniversary, you get a statue of some sort. And I'll tell you, to me, it kind of looked like an Oscar statue that was going to be, I don't know, Captain America or something. It was Captain America, but yes, as if he were an Oscar statue. Yeah, I thought it was kind of cool looking. So, but, um, you know, that's non-comic book reader me saying, hey, Captain America could be a Mr. Oscar. This is the biggest box we've seen. It's about uh, 11 and a half inches by um, six inches by eight and a half. Yeah, six inches deep. Deep. Yeah, and this one said it would have one of those uh, Funko Pop figures in it. That was one of the selling points. Could be standing up at this point versus lying down. I mean, it's it's big enough. It could have, um, frankly, it could have all my Marvel comics for a month. (laughs) Uh, It's 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 a huge box. Now I'm not going to say that I have a theory. This one is definitely themed, but the side of the box screams Avengers. That was something I was going to mention, because neither the Comic-Con box nor the Loot Crate had any indication on the outside as to what the theme was, what month it was, or anything of the sort. That seems to be common across a lot of the uh, mm-hmm. the subscription boxes. I watch a, a YouTube channel, and the guy was opening up, uh, it was Barnacle's Nerdgasm. He does a lot of tech stuff, 3D printing, whatever. Uh, used to work at Microsoft, but he also opens up, I think it was Nerd Blocks, and he had like five of them. Hmm. And there was no indication as to what order they were shipped in, so he just went through them and 
pretty much random order. It turned out to have been more or less the right order, except for one, but it's like, what are the odds? Uh, whereas here, it's very clearly, you know, an Avengers-themed. It's got Captain America on the top. Well, let me say this way. It, it's got Avengers, but it could just be promoting their characters and their properties, not necessarily the theme. That could be. I mean, they announced Avengers would be the theme. And uh, I believe for next box, they've announced the theme will be Ant-Man. So I was speculating that the third box, the theme would make sense to be Fantastic Four, though they haven't announced a theme. It would, except for the fact I don't think they're promoting Fantastic Four over at Marvel. That's a good point. And that box will not come out until August, and Fantastic Four comes out in July. Yeah, they're so, they're going to promote their fully owned, licensable things. That's a good point. So, um... So we're back to wondering what box three will be. I would think the one after that for, I guess that would be October, we're saying, because it's every no, other... Or. Avengers was April, so June is Ant-Man. Got it. Okay. So, so I was August. thinking, all right, I was considering this the May one since it's May as we got it. Yeah, but no, they labeled it on their website as April. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyways, the one after it, I could see being an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. thing around the time that comes in. Mm-hmm. I could see doing an Agent Carter one around the time that comes in. I would like both the S.H.I.E.L.D. and a Carter one. Those would be awesome. So I can see stuff they can do. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great idea. I would really like to see DC do a similar thing. Yeah. They've got so much material that's been licensed out. They should be able to swing a deal with their licensees. Hey, let's do this. Let's get it out there. Let's get people hooked on either the... The glasses, the drinking glasses that have the the names, uh, the the characters on them and stuff, or, you know, again, t-shirts, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, without uh, too much further ado, let's go ahead and open this uh, huge monster of a box up. Yes, please. And, all right, so. First we, thing I see is more cardboard. Well, what I see on the inside is uh, comic book panels and stuff, much like how they do their logo of, okay, let's clip that, you know, the, the flipping through mm-hmm. clips and stuff. Um, we've got connected to the top of the box a Marvel Collector Core badge with an Ultron uh, face on it and a pin with Captain America. And they're hooked to this, so just hang on to them there. Yeah, the badge is a uh, like a patch you would yeah, sew it's, on. It's, exactly, it's a patch uh, kind of like you would have on the a backpack or a shoulder of a, a shirt or something. Nice. Such, or a shirt pocket or something. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I could see that looking good on a uh, like a denim shirt pocket. A denim shirt pocket or a uh, a black either shirt or jacket with yeah. the black edges they've done on. It's a very nice looking patch. Now that we opened up the top of the box, it's one of those where the front side flips up, the top flips open, and then inside of it there's another cardboard thing which these two things are affixed to. I guess just kind of loosely uh, glued to. Here, hold that. Oh, hold Captain America. And then we've got uh, another thing to go open up and out, making this a little bit more of a... uh, Surprise. uh, Yeah, experience to open up. All right, so we've got, starting with the smaller item here, an Avengers Age of Ultron uh, derbs. Yeah, vinyl vinyl figure. figure. Um, And it's one of a dozen possible... These are coming soon. This may be an actual uh, Ultron one. Hold this for a sec. I will hold the proverbial this while you do a great unveiling very gently of the cardboard box, because I want to see which one you got. 
I know there are some collectors out there who are astounded on persuading you to open the cardboard box and find out what vile figure is in there. And it's inside plastic to make this more of a Christmas morning experience. Oh, he's cute! It is uh, Ultron. It's a chibi sort of a format one, i.e. A, a really large head, about the size of a ping pong ball, a little yeah. larger. A tiny little body about half that size. Um, and it's... feel the weight of it. The head's very heavy. Yeah, but he'd look nice on somebody's desk. He's got a little bit of a almost Muppet look to him. Yes. A bit of an evil smile, I gotta say. Evil smile, half crying, half laughing. The eyes remind me of Kermit the Frog kind of yeah. squinting at you. Yeah. So, interesting. Yeah, he'd look really good on a desk at work as a, you know, personalize your desk and say, uh, hey folks, I do the comic book thing. On the days of old-fashioned monitors that were big CRTs, you yes. could put them on the top. With flat screens, hard to do. He's Yeah, he's a little too big to go on top of a flat screen. But he does have a nice flat bottom, so he could easily be put on the put on somewhere at the desk at work, and I like him. All right, next up, we have the pop figure. Wow, this thing is huge. This is not quite half, well, maybe ha over half the box almost. This thing is, uh, it's a Hulk Buster uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. It's figure number 73 of the set. Um, it is, let's see, oh, uh... About six and a half inches wide of a box. The box is eight inches tall, and the figure is four inches deep. I mean, this thing is yeah. mammoth. This would not have fit in most of the other boxes we've gotten. It's mm -mm. heavy. I mean, lift this thing. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's heavy enough at a, a certain angle with my wrist, I, I couldn't quite lift it. So compared to other pop figures, I've got the uh, one of the Spartans from 300, which I've got on my desk at work because we've got a Spartan theme there. This thing would just tower over that one. Um, He's got to be able to take out the Hulk. So this is uh, this is something that at some point may show up at work. Other ones from the Age of Ultron that they've got available are Iron Man, Cap, Hulk, Thor, Hawkeye, Vision, Ultron, and of course the uh, the giant Hulkbuster one here. So they went for the the premium one of the the eight that that were there. Well, and as I recall from the website, they promised this one would be in every box. Yeah, it's a, actually, it's a Marvel Collector Core exclusive. This is the only way to get this one. And it's a smart move, because that way you know going in how many of these you got to make. This has got to be a little riskier for them to do than uh, a regular one. Yeah. And I could see people getting into this saying, wow, that's cool, let me go get the others. Yeah. Um, so that one, that one's cool. Um... Keep going? Yeah. Still I was, looking. Well, I was looking at the back of it to see what the others in the series look like, and they look pretty cool. I can't tell if on uh, Vision they did the uh, nice paint job on the face that we were noticing Vision had in the movie, but I like the figures. I think they did a good job with them. Note the absence of Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver and Black Widow. I was noticing Black Widow. Black Widow, there's been a lot of talk about how the female characters just get ignored in the toys. Yeah, and that's just sad. It's, yeah, it's not right. All right, we got the t-shirt. It's a Flophouse uh, t-shirt. It is um, pretty big. It's in a bag. Let me, uh, here, hold the mic again. I know the real reason I'm here. It is not to co-host. It is to hold the mic. It's either that or I go by a mic stand. See, I knew I had a role in life. All right, this is a live at the uh, Infinite Avengers Mansion. Watch the heroic high-flying Avengers, no home TV, 
uh, no strings attached, Thor versus Ultron. It's like it's a uh, wrestling match uh, poster. That's cute. Um, and it's a uh, old school looking Thor. Looks yeah. like it could have been Kirby, but isn't. Not sure. Maybe uh, Ron Friends. I I'm not sure which artist. Uh, and a cool looking uh, uh comic book, of course, version of uh of Ultron. Uh, Avengers logo, Ultron logo. That's that one I like. Yeah. And again, blatantly Marvel collector core. Yeah. So this is something I would expect us to see at uh, various conventions, people wearing and stuff. Yeah. Um. So so far, this one's again. I'm a longtime Marvel fan ever since uh, the original Secret Wars and such. And then finally, now this is interesting for a couple of reasons. One, comic book. Two, unbagged comic book. Uh, it is a Guardian uh, Guardians team up uh, with the Avengers variant edition. Um, this is when the Guardian of the Galaxy teamed up with uh, the Avengers, and the logo looks fairly different. This is one that I do have this comic, but not this cover. Interesting. Um, so I've read this one. <coughs> well, and given the uh, the end credit scene in the. Uh Age of Ultron movie. Well, part of this is more going towards how the Guardians of the Galaxy movie really promoted those characters to a higher level of prominence. So since that movie, uh, Rocket Raccoon's gotten his own title. Mm. Star-Lord's gotten his own title. Guardians already had their own title. Now they got a team-up title. Yeah. Gamora may get uh, either a miniseries or ongoing. I mean, they're, they're getting popular. Yeah. Or getting prolific. Let me put it that way. Yeah, yeah. But interesting, whereas in all the other ones we've seen a comic, it's usually been bagged. Yeah, I would personally, as an even as a non-comic book reader, I would prefer they come bagged and boarded. Because if I look carefully at the top, I can see kind of a little bit of, of dings at the top, which isn't a big deal. But when you're going with a variant edition or whatever, yeah, you'd want it to be in better shape. A little yeah, it's bending a little... at the corners and the bottom. So, I mean, it, it came out a little worse for wear, but that's given it was unprotected. Not surprising. Yeah. little disappointing, though. Uh, good pick, I think. Um, fits the Avengers theme. Given the, the cover, I mean, you could almost have thought this was Avengers number one with the Guardians team up as the storyline. Yes. It's one of the complaints I've got about comics is they're hard to catalog for that reason. If you don't read the stuff, you don't know what it is. Yes, I would agree with that. That's what I thought was going on. So, very cool. And... With this double box opening, it's a little hard to tell, but yes, that is everything that was in the box. Now I've kind of so this one actually was a a, a very good hit ratio. Again, the mm-hmm. uh, the comic I like, the uh, shirt was fun, the uh, the two figures were good, but really that's about all that was in there. Yeah. Um. So not many items numerically. I guess it was uh, one T-shirt, two figures, and a comic. Yeah. But um, cool stuff fit the theme. Mm-hmm. Well done. And again, I don't know how much the, the little Ultron thing would have gone for, but that uh, pop vinyl, um, I'd have to go price out. I mean, the usual ones, I think, are 15 20 bucks. So for an extra size large one, that's, you know, 30 bucks right there. Figure, you know, $10, $20 t-shirt. Yeah. So I'd have to double check what I paid for this, but I'm thinking it was about on par with the uh, loot crate. Uh, I would say this one's definitely worth continuing with. Yeah. Um, given the Marvel theme is much more of a hit ratio, I think, in general than a random loot crate theme, uh, this may be one I continue with uh, longer. And certainly if DC were to do one, definitely I'd be right in there. And it'd be foolish for them not to, because at one point they did like miniature um, uh, power batteries. Mm. They were like 35 bucks a shot or whatever, but I picked up the whole lot. 
those are the sorts of things you just toss in here. Mm-hmm. Here's the battery. Here's the glow-in-the-dark ring or whatever and mm-hmm. stuff like that. There's just tons of stuff. T-shirts galore. I mean, yeah. DC's missing the boat by not doing this. Warner Brothers is missing the boat by not yes. doing this. Yes. So, yeah, this one was cool. This one I like. This one has a, a good chance of uh, being a long-term kind of continuation thing. Uh, what were your thoughts? I thought it was excellent. I thought the T-shirt was wonderful. I mean, it's not a shirt... Along the lines of what I've seen at conventions and stores, but it's one where immediately I was like, oh, that's cool. Having just seen the movie, I'm like, I like that. I get what it's going for. Out of all the boxes we've gotten so far, two loot crates, the loot crate t-shirt, the Comic-Con box, and this. So five shirts. Out of them, the the, uh, the James Bond, mm-hmm. doubt I'd wear that t-shirt. Um, the, uh, Running Dead, doubt I'd wear that t-shirt. Uh, the Loot Crate one, blatantly advertising for them, but okay, I could see it. That mm-hmm. was not, not a bad shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one I could see, and then also the Dungeons and Dragons one. Yeah. With the D&D one, I'd have to be careful where I wore it, because I don't play D&D and it sets expectations that I do. Yes. But, yeah, so far this was cool. We'll be continuing these, uh, subscription box light episodes as we get boxes. Uh, we may let a few stack up. Because mm-hmm. I think we're doing uh, roughly 20 to 30 minutes per box, so we'll see how it goes. If if it's something where I've got nothing else to put up, we may do them as smaller episodes. If I've got a lot to put up, we may do longer episodes. We'll probably get into the rhythm of just doing about one a month, though. Mm-hmm. If people have suggestions on other boxes to get or questions about these boxes, please post on the forum, ask. Hopefully you guys are enjoying these episodes. Yeah, let us know. Anything else? Does that do it? That does it. Cool. The show notes and form for this podcast can be found at www.comicbookpage.com under the podcast and forum sections of the website. Please email us at theguys at comicbookpage.com and let us know what you think of what was discussed in this episode. Thanks for listening.